right, let's go live to the CBD for you.net hotline. That's right, you don't have to live in pain anymore. Vapes, gummies, salves, CBD capsules with melatonin to help you sleep better. Let CBD help you regain normalcy in life. CBD for you.net. That's CBD F O R Y O U.net. All right, we are joined by WOW superhero Selena Majors. She's a 33-year vet in the wrestling industry. She's wrestled for Glow, WCW, and now Women of Wrestling, and she is live right now on the CBD4U.net hotline. Miss Selena, thank you so much for joining us today, and how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, it is definitely our pleasure. Let's start off. So you, so you grew up in Georgia. What was the wrestling scene locally like in Georgia when you were growing up? Oh, my gosh. I grew up in the uh, 70s, and uh, it was Georgia Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it was, for me, it was the greatest thing that it was that, you know, that ever came along. I was instantly a fan. Uh, my dad loved wrestling. He grew up watching wrestling with my grandfather. And uh, so he wanted to be a wrestler. And back in that era, in the 70s, it was really hard to get into wrestling. And so, lucky me, I got to go to the wrestling matches and sit on the front row. And uh, I've, I've lived out my dream. So it's, a, it's been a great journey for me. Who was your favorite wrestler? Oh, my gosh. If I tell you, it's, uh, I like the bad guys, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> Uh, there was, I know, isn't that crazy? I was this little tomboy girl and, uh, I liked the bad guys. And, uh, I, I, to be honest, Ole Anderson and the Anderson brothers, they were the meanest and the baddest and, uh, the four horsemen. And I just, I loved all the bad guys and Bambi. I wrestled as Bambi most of my career. I just say my real name now, Selena Majors, but I was Bambi for over 30 years in my wrestling career. And, uh, as everybody knows, I was always a good guy, you know, on the good side, a good girl, but I always cheered for the bad guy. So isn't that a crazy world? <laughs> no, no, no. I get that. My son, I keep telling him, son, we're a face family, but he, he always pulls for the heels too. Yes. I know my dad, I can remember uh, my dad taking me to the matches and I'm like, my favorite, he's going to win. And my dad assumed it was Dusty Rhodes, the American <laughs> Dream, because that was everybody's favorite in the 70s. Yep. And uh, I was like, no, no, I like Ole Anderson. And my dad was like, you're going to get us killed because we would go down to the Omni in Atlanta. And, oh, back in that era, you know, people were really get serious about it. And uh, and so when this little 10-year-old girl was cheering for the rooting for the bad guys, it was uh, – it was different, but, uh, but you know, we have something in wow for everybody. And that's one thing I like about it. I joke with David and we're like Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors. <laughs> We've got everything from good guys to bad guys and everything in between. And I know it's a slogan, good guy, bad guy. We're all girls. We're in all women's wrestling, but, uh, you know, we got the heroes and the villains and we like to have fun. And that's what our show is all about. It's a great entertainment it's uh, athletic competition, but we also put a lot of fun for families in it because I grew up watching wrestling, and I want it to be a fun family uh, thing for everybody to come out and watch. That's right. We're talking with Selena Majors. Now, you name dropped David. Now, you've been working with David for a while. You had your ring debut in 1986 with a company that David was running. How has, how has that relationship blossomed over the years? 
Uh, well, uh, I tell you, when I met David, uh, it's surreal because it's, it's been over 30 years. Uh, but when I first met him, he and I are very similar. As I was the little girl that went to the wrestling matches, he was a little boy that went to the wrestling matches. And we found that our childhood was very similar growing up. His favorite being the Bruiser. I don't know if the Bruiser was a, you know, a, a villain or a hero. I don't really know because he wrestled in a different area. I think maybe he went uh, wrestled a little bit everywhere, all different ways. But David and I felt like we were very similar uh, in our backgrounds and our youth growing up and our vision that we wanted for wrestling and for women's wrestling in particular. And at that time in the 80s, and uh, I see you did your homework, so that's uh, impressive to me. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I, I did start in 1986, and uh, and I started with David and a group called PAL, Powerful Women of Wrestling. And he had just broke away from GLOW, which is more famously known, uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. And now because of the Netflix uh, show, it's even more popular than ever. But the reason he parted ways with that company was because he wanted to focus on the athleticism and a more serious side and not all comedy and not be taken as a comedy versus a serious uh, wrestling show. And I'm not sure if the world was ready for that yet. And uh, we always kept trying. And I remember meeting him on a bus way up somewhere freezing cold. Uh, I don't know, Chicago or Minnesota. And we were talking on the bus about our vision, our dream, how we wish we had one day a platform for the women wrestling. And it's it's just, I'm blessed. Uh, I can't tell you how much, number one, to be 52 years old and still be a part of a wrestling company like this. And to see women's wrestling evolve like it has from when I got into it, where we were maybe one match on a special occasion. They would even, and I don't want to insult anybody when I use these terms, but they would book a girls' match or a midgets' match. And it would say that on the poster. And we went from that to now having a one-hour show of just female women wrestling. And, wow, that's amazing to me that I've been able to see it come full circle. And I feel so truly blessed to be part of WOW Women of Wrestling. And I feel thankful for Mark Cuban and Andrew uh, uh, Simon that got us on Access TV and Jeannie Buss, who, you know, she owns the Lakers and she helped fund this. And for us to have a platform like this, I'm just so thankful. And I hope everybody uh, gets a chance to tune in uh, Friday night. Uh, I think you said it comes on at 8 o'clock in your area time zone. And it, it follows uh, New Japan wrestling. So if you're a wrestling fan, you get two hours of wrestling you know, and very different wrestling in, in both shows. That's right. 52 years old. You go on with your bad self, girl. <laughs> well, I'm proud of it. I tell you, it's better than the alternative. And uh, I'm still here. And uh, I'm still loving every minute of it. And uh, a big part of my job is getting in the ring with the younger girls and passing the torch mm -hmm. and teaching them what I know. And uh, I've had a pleasure uh, of uh, working with some of the most talented, uh, athletic girls that I've ever met. Uh, back in my era, there wasn't that many women wrestlers. You could, you know, count them on two hands, you know, basically. When I was getting uh, booked around the country, uh, there was maybe 20 girls to pick from uh, who your opponent would be. Uh, now there are so many 
female athletes out there, and we have such a variety of different uh, flavors, as I said earlier. Um, and I've, I've got the pleasure of meeting Tessa Blanchard, who is a third generation. Her dad is Tully Blanchard, who was one of the four horsemen who I grew up watching. And so I feel so blessed, and she has really got wrestling in her DNA. She uh, her, her slogan is a born legend, and boy, she is. She is so athletic, and uh, we've got Santana Garrett, who is our champion, who's been around for about 10 years now. Uh, she's the ultimate uh, good guy, if you will. <laughs> um, very colorful. Um, and we've got Jessica Havoc, who is the monster of madness, and she's a big girl, and she can really uh, wrestle. She is, I, I can just go on and on. We've got so many. We've got over 30 girls in the company, and they're all so great. It's hard to talk about just one or two of them. We've got a girl called The Beast, and she's a homegrown wild girl that I trained myself at the wrestling school out in Long Beach, California, and she's going to be something that nobody has ever seen before, not since China. If you're a wrestling fan, you know who I'm talking about. Not since China has there been anybody that looks like the Beast. That's absolutely amazing. And I tell you what, I can attest to that because being in radio, you get a few perks sometimes, and they send us some clips, and you are absolutely right. The Beast is the Beast. Uh, absolutely amazing what she can do in the ring. And just the clips that I've seen, you guys are putting on a fantastic program and access tv is where it's going to be at right after new japan wrestling now speaking of wrestling in your in dna so you loved it from the get-go what age did you say okay this is what i want to do for a career uh, 10 years old um i was 10 i start i always watch it like i said my dad uh i'd watch it with him and he would he still was inspiring at that time to try to get into it, but it was just a very closed uh, sport back then that you almost had to be related to someone or just have some kind of connection to get in it. You couldn't just, you know, someone with no connections couldn't get into it back then. And uh, so I heard him how he wanted to do it, and we'd go sit on the front row. And but I never, I told him, you know, I want to do that. And honestly, uh, I, I'm not sure my, what my dad answered because we had never seen women wrestling then. And I know it's hard for young folks to imagine, but we had about three channels on the television <laughs> and no internet. And you might see a wrestling magazine in a, you know, in a little, uh, 7-Eleven store or something every now and then. But there wasn't many ways of knowing what was going on in the world of wrestling. And, uh, so I remember the first time I've seen two ladies wrestle and it was Joyce Grable, who happens to be the lady who trained me. How ironic is that? And she right. wrestled Judy Martin, who I ended up having several matches with. And I, my journey has been, I've been overly blessed in, in my life. And so as a kid, I sat there and I watched them, and I was mesmerized. And I remember going home, as you can tell, I'm a very talkative, long-winded <laughs> person still. And I, I'm talking all the way home to my dad about every match and all this. And, you know, I was really quiet that night. And, you know, and, and he asked me, he goes, what are you thinking about? And I said, well, I can do it. I know I can do it now. So I've seen that there was proof that there was other women that wanted to do it, and I could do it. And that was my moment that I knew that I could do this. And how great is it to live long enough to see the platform where they dedicate one hour after New Japan Wrestling on Access TV 
to the greatest women athlete. I mean, I almost cry when I tell the story because it almost seems not even real to me. I wonder <laughs> sometimes, am I dreaming? Am I still that 10-year-old kid? And am I dreaming this? And to have my hand in it and for so long when uh, David's done this, you know, like I said, when I first met him and then in 2000, we had a show that uh, was, you know, our first series of women of wrestling. But I don't believe the world was ready for it yet. But I believe we've come a long way, and I believe wrestling fans want to see it. And I, I feel very uh, grateful that you made the nice comments that you did because I can sit here all day because I'm part of the company. It's my passion. It's my dream since I was a kid, and I can brag on it. But for you to say you've seen the clips, and you thought it was great, I want to say thank you for saying that because a lot of hard work went into this. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, yeah, I was watching it, and I was just like, oh, man, this just makes me want to watch it even more because, the, like like I was saying, uh, the athleticism of the Beast and Stephanie Slays and Tessa Blanchard, and it was it was captivating, and it's going to be, it's going to be great TV. It's going to show uh, how Premier – Obviously, women's wrestling can be, and David had the vision long ago, and it's great to see it coming to fruition again here in 2019. Now, let me ask you this. So you've been doing it for a while, and a lot of wrestling fans out there have heard the the phrase bump card. How, how have you been able to, to keep yourself so healthy over the years? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I just... Uh... Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I just, I stay focused and, uh, my passion, uh, I think I got my priorities in order and, um, I don't know. You stunned me on that question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have an answer. I'm just me. I've always been me. Uh, they kid me a long time ago. Uh, of course I was Bambi for all those years. And then when I wrestled with David, uh, I, I went out to California and everybody teased me because I just, I am who I am. Bambi, I am Bambi. It was a nickname they gave me, but I am Bambi. I'm just that country girl, that little country girl that's dream come true. And I'm no different. Uh, I've always stayed the same. And uh, I, I think part of it to keep me focused and in shape and healthy mentally and physically is ha- staying uh, with your passion. And funny enough, I, I, I visit, I, I'm home in Georgia because my dad's having knee replacement surgery. And I was just speaking with my nephew last night and I was telling him because he's 20 years old. And I said, find something that you absolutely love because when you do, you never feel like you ever work. It feels like your journey is this blessed dream adventure. And so find your passion and then whatever it is, just go for it. And I think that's what's kept me, me all these years. Right. And then one of your signature moves is called the Thez Press. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, there's a couple of moves that, uh, that I've stolen, <laughs> uh, through the years from other wrestlers. And, uh, we were talking about my era and when I used to go and watch wrestling. Now, even though I was that little kid that wanted to cheer for the bad guys, Honestly, deep down, I respected all the wrestlers because if I mimicked myself after one wrestler, it would have to be Tommy Rich mm-hmm. because I grew up watching Tommy Rich. He was the good guy. He was the, uh, he was, everybody loved Tommy Rich. Now, as a kid, I always cheered for whoever was wrestling Tommy Rich. But when I got older and I got into wrestling, I realized 
Tommy and I became good friends, and uh, I realized something that we had very similar. I was never very athletic in school, and in my era, we didn't have uh, even softball or anything. I played basketball a little bit, and I had fun doing it. I wasn't that good at it. I just wasn't naturally a super athlete. And, uh, you know, I'm afraid of heights, so I was scared to climb up to the top rope. Mm -hmm. But I loved wrestling, and I grew up just mesmerized with it. But without being the greatest athlete and all that, I just did the best I could. So I wasn't a bodybuilder. I wasn't, you know, Tommy Rich wasn't uh, Hulk Hogan. But Tommy Rich got by, and everybody in Georgia and his era loved Tommy Rich. So uh, Tommy used to lose Fez Press, and that's how he won the NWA world title from Harley Race uh, way back in the day in the 80s. I think it was 1980 or something like that. And I love that. And Stone Cold, years later, used it as well. And he also, I'm a fan. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm in the wrestling business, but I'm still a fan. Yeah. And I wouldn't love it so much if I wouldn't. And I sold a lot of Stone Cold's moves because I love him. I think he's awesome. He reminds me of me in a lot of ways. Uh, and I I kind of stole the stunner, and I kind of stole he does a version of the loose ass press, and then he punches the guy. So I'm not ashamed to say that uh, I like to put a little bit of a footprint in everybody that affected me and my journey. And I think they did. And that's why I do those moves. That is awesome. Now I love this, uh, this line right here from your publicist. It said when she's not serving up Southern discomfort in the ring, Selena serves as a trainer for the up and coming wrestler. Selena, thank you so much for joining us today. If you love wrestling, you're going to love wow. Selena, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Mikey. I appreciate talking to you, and thanks for listening to me ramble on, and I hope everybody enjoys the show as much as you and I will. We had a great time. Thank you. Thank you.